Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 344. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about a little millionaire quiz, and we're going to find out if you have what it takes to become a millionaire. But first, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving for our friends in the United States here. We had a wonderful time and a wonderful celebration with family and friends. And I just wanted to say I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for all of our listeners being here. If you've been listening to the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast for a while, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you being here. You're my inspiration. You're why I do this. And if you're new to Be Wealthy and Smart, welcome, and I hope you find some interesting topics. Look around for a while, and I'm sure you'll find things that you can learn from and hopefully will help to grow your wealth. Well, I found this really fun quiz, and I thought I would share it with you. It was on Kiplinger.com, and it's asking if you have what it takes to become a millionaire. And it goes like this, being a millionaire isn't a ticket to mansions, yachts, and caviar as it once was, but the goal is more reachable than ever. According to Phoenix Marketing International, a firm that tracks the affluent market, nearly 6% of U.S. households now have investable assets of a million dollars or more. That's only one way to measure if someone's a millionaire, of course. A net worth of a million dollars also qualifies. Subtract liabilities, including mortgages and car loans from assets, including home equity and retirement savings to determine your net worth. Either way, hitting the million dollar mark is no small feat. Do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? And will you know how to live the good life when you become one? Take our quiz to find out the often surprising answers. Well, we're gonna go through each quiz question and then at the end, I'll share with you how I did on the quiz. And I will post this on my website in case you want to go through it all yourself and review every question, you can do that. So question number one, as a child, you never summered in Martha's Vineyard or shipped off to boarding school. Do you stand much chance of making millions if your parents aren't rich? You have two choices. A, no, the majority of U.S. millionaires come from money. Or B, yes, most U.S. millionaires are self-made. So what do you pick, A or B? Do millionaires come from money or are most millionaires self-made? Well, if you picked B, you're right. Most U.S. millionaires are self-made. And it says, just like Oprah Winfrey and the protagonists of virtually every Horatio Alger novel, the vast majority of Americans with a net worth of at least a million dollars were not born rich. In fact, just one in five millionaires receive money from a trust fund or an estate, according to The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley and William Danko. During his 30 years researching the wealthy, Stanley says he consistently found that between 80 to 85% of all millionaires are self-made. Among our favorite rags-to-riches millionaires, Radio One founder Catherine Hughes, a teenage mom and college dropout, 
tastefully simple CEO Jill Blashak Strahan, who grew up on a farm, and entrepreneur Allie Brown, who had less than $20 in her bank account when she launched her first marketing company in 1998. Well, this question was really interesting because it's asking, do you have to grow up wealthy or can you learn to become wealthy is really what it's asking. And of course, you know from listening to this show that you can learn to be wealthy. It's a learned trait. It's not something that's inherited. And definitely anyone can be wealthy, no matter how little you're starting with. It's a matter of making the right decisions. So hopefully you already knew that and you got that one right. But yes, most U.S. millionaires are self-made. Question number two, you have an advanced degree in some high-powered field, such as medicine or law. Does that degree mean you're more likely to be a millionaire? Your choices are A or B. A, yes, most millionaires have graduate degrees or better. Or B, no, most millionaires stopped way short of a PhD. What do you think, A or B? Well, the answer is B. Most millionaires stopped way short of a PhD. And it says, with condolences to those with grad school debt, an advanced degree does improve your chances of higher lifetime income, but it doesn't necessarily improve your chances of joining the Millionaires Club. Only 18% of those with a net worth of a million dollars or more hold a master's degree, while 8% have law degrees and 6% went to medical school, according to The Millionaire Next Door. 85% of millionaires do have an undergraduate degree, even if they don't stick around for their MA or PhD, according to Spectrum Group, a consulting firm that specializes in wealth research and management. Spectrum defines a millionaire as someone with a net worth of a million dollars excluding the value of a primary residence. And don't get us wrong, many graduate degrees are worth the effort. The median salary of someone with an MA is $71,760 a year, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, versus $60,112 for the typical four-year college graduate. A high school grad earns just $35,984 annually. Well, all of that is true, and the thing that really stuck with me is I remember hearing years ago that people that got C's in school were more likely to become millionaires than those that got A's and B's, and that always surprised me, but then I thought they could be on commission of some sort and really be good with people, and that might get them farther in terms of being able to accumulate wealth. I was just reading a quote from Mark Cuban And he said that his advice for someone who wanted to become a millionaire was to get a sales job, that a sales skill is something he really values and finds as something really important. And he would suggest someone would be a bartender at night to make some money, and then during the day have a sales job and really perfect their sales skills. Of course, people with book smarts often do build wealth and do very well, but it's not necessary that you have a high income in order to build wealth. In fact, in my experience working in the financial industry, I saw lots of people that made high incomes fall into a trap of having to, quote, look wealthy. And so these doctors that had half million dollar incomes really had very little in assets because they had to look rich. So they had to buy the big house, had to drive the nice cars, replace their cars every few years, and go on really expensive vacations. 
And they spent so much money just in their lifestyle that they didn't put any away for retirement. And so they literally had very little money in the bank, very little put away for savings and for retirement, and it was a real problem. So sometimes that high income job can be difficult for certain people to actually accumulate real wealth if they're not doing the right things. If they're not following the six steps to wealth that I always talk about, then they're not going to be accumulating wealth. If they're spending everything and just blowing it on their lifestyle, that is certainly not going to make them wealthy. All right, question number three, millionaire math quiz. Which savings strategy will get you to a million dollars in the bank by age 65, assuming an 8% annualized return? There's four choices here. A, save $200 a month starting at age 20. B, save $400 a month starting at age 30. C, save $800 a month starting at age 40. Or D, save $1,500 a month starting at age 50. So which saving strategy will get to get you to a million dollars in the bank by age 65? 200 a month at age 20, 400 a month at 30, 800 a month at 40, or 1,500 a month at age 50? The correct answer is A, $200 a month starting at age 20. And it says, behold, the magic of compounding. A 20-year-old who saves $200 a month until retirement would have around $1,055,000 at age 65. That's not bad for less than the cost of a monthly pizza tab in some households. If you wait until age 30 and kick in $400 a month, that number drops to about $918,000. A 50-year-old contributing $1,500 a month would have only $519,000 by retirement. Wealth creation lies in compounding. Each year, your money can earn interest on both the original amount and the interest earned from the year before. More years equals more interest, and more interest means faster asset growth and an easier path to a million dollars. Well, hopefully you got that one right because I talk an awful lot about compounding. In fact, as I'm writing my book, my editor <laughs> keeps telling me I talk about compounding all the time, which cracks me up. But if you've been here for a while, you know that I believe wealth equals compounding. They're the same thing. So really, when you're talking about allowing someone more time to compound or a higher interest rate to compound, those are both helpful in building your wealth. But in this case, starting early and having that extra 10 years, even though you're putting in the least amount, that time on your side is actually going to help you. And the magic of compounding will do that for you. So that I hope you got right. Question number four, you know your way around stocks and bonds, but you aren't exactly the next Warren Buffett. Do most millionaires rank with the pro investors? Two choices here, A, yes, most millionaires know a lot about investing, or B, no, when it comes to investing, most millionaires still have a lot to learn. What do you think? The correct answer is B. When it comes to investing, most millionaires still have a lot to learn. And it says, you don't have to study finance or memorize stock tables to make a million. In fact, 59% of millionaires say they have a great deal to learn about investing, according to Spectrum Group, and 17% admit to knowing little about investments. This should give comfort to some of us with index funds and investing for dummies books. Despite that lack of expertise, millionaires do invest. 
Individual U.S. stocks and U.S. stock mutual funds are the favored investments, and the wealthy aren't shy about soliciting professional advice. About two-thirds of millionaires report consulting with financial advisors, at least to some degree. Well, I hope you got that one right, because I have talked about how you don't have to know everything about investing to be a good investor. You just have to get money in the market and keep it in there over time, because it's really the long-term time horizon of that higher compounding in the stock market that's going to get you to your financial goals. And hopefully, again, you've been listening to Be Wealthy and Smart long enough that you have picked that up. Sometimes people wait to invest because they don't know every single thing that they need to know. And you don't really need to know that. You can get started with exchange-traded funds, index funds, and just invest in the broader indexes of the market. Warren Buffett has suggested the S&P 500, which are the 500 largest companies in the U.S., as the perfect index to start with. And I think that's pretty good advice. Again, the important thing is to just get investing. Question number five, true or false? There are more households in the U.S. with a million dollars in investable assets now than there were in 2006 before the Great Recession hit. Is that true or false? Are there more households in the U.S. with a million dollars in investable assets now than there were in 2006? Well, that's true. Millionaires have fared well over the past decade since the housing bubble burst and financial markets cratered. Today, there are nearly 6.8 million U.S. households with at least a million dollars in investable assets, up 25% from before the Great Recession, according to Phoenix Marketing International. What explains the growth? It's not like millionaires avoided the downturn altogether. In fact, their numbers fell sharply between 2007 and 2009 as the global economy imploded. However, the fate of millionaires tends to track the stock market. When the S&P 500 index falls, millionaires see their wealth decline. When stocks recover, as they have mightily in this eight-year-old bull market, their portfolios do too. I have been reading how there has been massive wealth created since the Great Recession hit. And not only is that because the stock market is at all-time highs right now, but also because it creates opportunities to buy low during recessions. When everybody's scared and people are panic selling, oftentimes smart buyers can come in and buy low and participate in the recovery. So I've been reading about how much wealth has been created since the Great Recession. And it's not all just from the stock market. Question number six, you have a good but not high paying job. Let's say, for instance, that you write quizzes on the internet. Forget about ever becoming a millionaire, right? A, yes, most millionaires have glamorous, high-level management jobs. Or B, no, millionaires hail from across the job spectrum. The answer is B, no, millionaires hail from across the job spectrum. And it says, sure, 17% of people with a net worth of a million dollars plus are managers, but 13% work in education, according to Spectrum Group. Just 5% work as senior-level corporate executives, a stereotypical career path to riches. According to The Millionaire Next Door, about two-thirds of millionaires are self-employed, often in everyday professions ranging from pest control to property management. No matter where you work or how much you make, what's important is starting to save early and continuing to save over time. Take the case of Paul Navone, who never earned more than $11 an hour as a quality control inspector at a glass plant. 
yet the retiree accumulated more than $3 million thanks to his unwavering savings discipline and sound investments. Question number seven, millionaire math quiz, part two. If you're 45 and have no savings, how much will you need to put away each month in order to retire at 65 with a cool million, assuming an 8% average annual return? If you're 45 and you have no savings, starting with nothing, and you want to have a million dollars at 65, you have four choices. Do you need to put in $700 a month, $1,700 a month, $7,000 a month, or $17,000 a month? Again, $700 a month, $1,700 a month, $7,000 a month, or $17,000 a month? And the right answer is $1,700 a month. It's never too late to make a million, but it takes more money as you age. The longer you wait, the steeper the climb. Compare our 45-year-old who will need to save $20,400 a year to hit a million dollars by age 65 with a 25-year-old who will need to save $3,445 a year to reach the same mark. How I calculated and got that right was I figured that a 45-year-old had 20 years until they became age 65. And I looked at each what each amount was per month times 12 to get an annual number times 20 years. And I came up with $1,700 was roughly $2,000 a month, which was going to be $24,000 a year times 20 years would be $480,000. And then because it was at 8%, it would double in nine years. So I figured he had enough time for it to double to have a million dollars at age 65. So that's kind of how I went through the math in my head, just as an estimator. But anyway, uh, you can use calculators. I use moneychip.com as a good calculator to try and figure out how much money you need to save to become a millionaire at a particular age. Question number eight. You want to learn from the habits of as many wealthy neighbors as possible. Where would you move if you wanted to rub elbows with the highest concentration of fellow millionaires? There's four cities here. A, New York City, B, Los Angeles, C, Chicago, or D, Stamford, Connecticut. And the right answer is D, Stamford, Connecticut. While the New York metro area is home to the most millionaire households, 495,908, followed by Los Angeles with 266,707 and Chicago with 221,078, Stanford has the highest concentration of millionaires on a per capita basis. An impressive 8.7% of the households in the metro area, which also includes the Connecticut cities of Bridgeport and Norwalk, boast investable assets of a million dollars or more, according to Phoenix Marketing International. By contrast, the per capita figure is 6.7% for New York, 6.2% for Chicago, and 6% for Los Angeles. Stanford has a total of 30,227 millionaire households, explaining why it's also one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. Big cities don't have a monopoly on millionaires. Small towns are magnets for wealthy residents, too. Topping the list of tiny millionaire cities is Juneau. The capital of Alaska has 1,109 millionaire households out of 12,986 total households. That works out to a per capita rate of 8.5%. 
Well, another reason why Stanford, Connecticut has so much money is because that happens to be where a lot of hedge funds are run out of is that Connecticut area. And so we have many billionaires who live there and many people in the financial services industry who work with very, very wealthy people who are getting percentages of that wealth to, to manage it. Question number nine. True or false, millionaires already have enough money for retirement, so they don't need to bother with silly things like 401ks and IRAs. A, true, there's no benefit to contributing to a retirement account if you're already sitting on a million dollars. Or B, false, even millionaires need to save for retirement. So do millionaires not have to bother with 401ks or IRAs? No, that's false. Even millionaires need to save for retirement. More than half of the millionaires surveyed by Spectrum Group have a 401k or an IRA. The average balance in a 401k held by a millionaire is $525,000, while the average balance in a traditional IRA is $271,000. In Phoenix Marketing International Study of Millionaires, the firm found that the top financial goal of people with at least a million dollars in investable assets is assuring a comfortable standard of living in retirement. I think that's pretty true of everyone. They want a nice, comfortable retirement. They want to make sure they're not going to outlive their income, and they want to be able to do the things that they would like to do in retirement, enjoy themselves. And our last question. Finally, let's say you make around $74,000 a year, roughly the income of the average college professor, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Would you be happier if you made a million dollars a year? A, definitely, think how many overseas vacations that could buy, or B, probably not. Studies show that even a million dollars doesn't buy happiness. Do you need more money to be happier? The answer is B. Studies show that even a million dollars doesn't buy happiness. And it says, money can't buy love and it can't buy contentment either. A 2010 study out of Princeton University found that people generally get happier as they make more money, at least until they hit the $75,000 salary mark. At that point, things level off. A higher income did impact participants' overall evaluation of their lives, however. Someone taking home $300,000 a year will feel more successful and secure than someone making minimum wage. But on a day-to-day basis, at least a college professor making $74,000 a year should feel just as happy as a high-paid college chancellor. Well, that's the end of our quiz. Now I'll tell you how I did. I actually got 9 out of 10 because I did miss the question about Stanford, Connecticut. I chose New York thinking it was the right answer, but it wasn't. It was Stanford, Connecticut. So I missed that, but I got everything else right. And on this question number 10, we have covered this on the podcast before, where making more money doesn't actually make people a lot happier. It's a real misnomer. And the reason why is once you have a certain lifestyle, you're able to perhaps afford a house and a car and some dinners out and some nice clothes, it really doesn't get much better than that. I mean, yes, you can fly on a private plane or yes, you can you know, eat out at the most expensive restaurant every night, or you could go on some fabulous vacation and stay in the penthouse, sure. But it doesn't really make you happier to have that much more. Because once you reach a certain level of quality, the incremental amount of quality above that is is relatively small. The big jump is really just getting to that point where you can afford nice things. So if that makes sense, uh, I think intellectually that makes sense to me that 
if you make a lot more money than the 74000 it's really not going to make you a whole lot more happier. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little, it might have a little more fun. Maybe. But it's not going to make you a whole lot happier. That makes sense. Well, I hope you enjoyed our quiz. I thought it was really fun. There were some good questions here, and they used some good statistics from the book The Millionaire Next Door, which I like that book. And it just goes to show what I've been saying all along, that anyone at any income level can become a millionaire. You need to start early. You need to have regular savings, follow those six steps to wealth, and put the money aside. Get it compounding for you in a money engine, compound at a high rate, and watch your wealth grow. The sooner you do that, the better off you're going to be. Please hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated with all the new podcasts as soon as they're uploaded. And I'd love to have a review from you on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. I want to hear your impression of the podcast. And it really helps to get more listeners to see the show as well. If you haven't gotten your 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth, it's a free report that I have that anyone can follow 11 quick things that you can do to get to financial freedom sooner. It's at lindapjones.com. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.